Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, good morning. This is First Lady Evangelist, teacher, preacher, student of the Word of God, Danielle Hobbs. And it's so good to be with you guys today, November 26, 2019. Oh my gosh, the year is almost up. Actually, it's really kind of over. We have like a little over 30 days before 2019 is up. And I pray that your 2019 um, year has been blessed, highly favored of the Lord. I pray that um, his peace and prosperity and wealth and health has been upon your life and your children's lives. And I thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, The guest call-in number is 516-387-1994. Again, that's 516 387-1994. If you're needing prayer uh, for anything that you may be uh, talking to God about and you need someone to touch and agree with you, please don't hesitate to call in. Um, If you're wanting to give a praise report on something that God has done in your life or in your family's life, absolutely call in. I'm welcoming um, all of those calls in the name of Jesus. And then there again, I thank you so much for tuning in. Yes, it's been a minute. It's been um, some time since I've been on the radio. And I just praise and I appreciate God that he, excuse me, still has afforded me uh, to come to you and minister um, the um, unrebukable, irreprovable word of God through love and kindness. I remember a pastor sharing with me years ago. He said, tell the truth in love. And some of us, we can tell the truth, but we don't tell it in love. And love is um, is the love that the word talks about where it suffers long, it believes all things, is not puffed up, um, is not angry. So when we tell the truth, we need to tell the truth in the love that the word talks to us about when we share the truth with someone. Not telling the truth in anger, hostility, jealousy, envy, wrath, none of that. Because when we do that, the people don't hear the truth. They hear our emotion. And the Bible tells us to walk not by our emotions, but by the word of God. I have an awesome word for you guys today, this morning, um, and it's my privilege to bring it to you. I'm going to be speaking to you out of the Old Testament and the New Testament on how God makes us rich. It is God that makes us rich and adds no sorrow. It's not ourselves. It's not our job. It's not our influence. It's not our resources. It is our source who is Father God that sits up high and looks down low and sees and knows all things. It is Father God that touches the hearts of a man, mankind, touches the hearts of kings and turns them toward us. It's God that does that. It is not us. It's not our talent. It's not our skill. It's not our degree. It's not how many years we've spent in school. It's not, you know, who we know. It's not who we rub elbows with. It's not even who we smooze with. It is Father God that gives us strength to get wealth. And not only gives us strength to get wealth, but when God gives us riches, he doesn't add any sorrow. And I'm going to get into that word and teach you guys that word today. But um, right now, let's listen to a song. Um, Let's see, what do I want to play? Um, Let's go with I Am by C.C. Wine. I'll be right back. Call family, friends, associates co-workers, um, even call some of your foes that F-O-E-S that you know maybe not be real uh, pleasing and happy with you. Call them and let them know that the good news of the glorious gospel is back on Blog Talk Radio. I'll be right back in about five minutes. Listen to this song, I Am by C.C. Wine. Greater. 
uh, with a smile, with a hug, with a cheerful word. God knows everything. He's created us. Um, he sits on the circle of the earth. God, um, the word says that he, he's, oh, goodness, what is it? Um, oh, my gosh, it'll come back. Okay, so that's not what I'm teaching, but it'll come back. On, on how God sits up high, looks down low, he sees and knows all things. Uh, the earth is his, that's it. The earth is God's and the fullness thereof and they that dwell within it. And they are people. But God, he sits, um, he sits on the earth and uh, the fullness of the earth is his and they that dwell within. That's why when we need something, we need to go to God and ask God for it. Also, the Bible speaks about leaning upon the arm of flesh is not a good thing. Leaning upon the arm of flesh, your flesh, my flesh, their flesh, they flesh, anybody's flesh is not good because flesh is temporal and flesh will fail you. Flesh will fail you. I'm going to say that again. Flesh will, not might, not possibly, flesh will fail you, including your own flesh. So, therefore, what we need to do as saints of God, people of God, and people in general is to trust in God, to look to God, the author and the finisher of our faith. It is God that has given us the faith and not we ourselves. So let's get into the word. And I want to share with you also that on Teaching Tuesdays, that is the date, that's the day that I'll be teaching the word of God, Teaching Tuesdays, every Tuesday between 1130 and 1230. If something changes, I'll absolutely write it up in the write-up on Blog Talk Radio. To Blog Talk Radio, big shout out. I thank God um, for allowing me to find it. Um, but the show, The Good News of the Glorious Gospel, will be taught on Teaching Tuesday, every Teaching Tuesday. Okay, so here we go. The first scripture, and I woke up with this word, like, in my spirit, in my heart, um, on how God make it rich and added no sorrow. So let's go into that. Uh, Proverbs 10 and 22. The blessing of the Lord, it, okay, and when I was speaking of blessing, I absolutely shared not just finances, but health, uh, a friendly smile, a a friendly word, um, a connection from God. The Bible says, it maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. The blessing of the Lord, it, it didn't say money, it. It can be anything that we need. That's a blessing from the Lord. It maketh rich and addeth no sorrow with it. Now let me get the definition. Let me get the definition of rich. I am absolutely a teacher ordained by God. I give God all the glory, all the praise, and all the honor for what He has done and what He is doing in my life right now. So let's go to the definition of rich. Having a great deal of assets, affluent, um, plentiful, and abundant. So here we go. That's the definition that I'm looking for for rich in this particular scripture. Proverbs 10 and 22. The blessing of the Lord, it, whatever it is, and I'll get the definition of it, it maketh rich, it maketh plentiful and abundant, and it added no sorrow. Now, when I think of the word add, it's like one and one is two, two and two is four, four and four is eight, eight and eight is 16, 16 and 16 is 32. It doubles, it adds, it adds. And when God blesses us, it, whatever it is, will add, will double, will increase no sorrow with it. Okay, so let's look at the word it. And there again, it could be anything it is that we need that God has. It is used to identify a person. It could be a person. It is used to refer to a thing previously mentioned or easily identified. God is so good. Okay, so here we go. The blessing of the Lord previously mentioned, it maketh rich abundantly um, and above abundantly having and added no sorrow with it, okay? It is used to refer to the previous thing mentioned, 
We've previously prayed for good health. We've previously prayed for uh, wealth. We've previously prayed for joy. We've previously mentioned and prayed happiness. It, when it comes from the blessing of the Lord, it's going to make, it's going to add to us and bring no sorrow. Okay, so let's go to sorrow. I know no one really in their right mind wants to be sorrowful or be in a sorrowful state. Now, there is a word that speaks on how um, it's better to kind of, you know, be in a state of praying and needing God than to be always joyful, always happy, always having things going your way. It's better to be in a state of needing God than in a state of not needing God. That's a, that's a word, and I'll teach that on another on another day. But sorrow, a feeling of deep desires caused by loss, disappointment, misfortune, suffered by oneself or others. That was, that's what sorrow. It's a feeling of deep distress caused by loss, disappointment, or other misfortune suffered by oneself or someone else. It's a feeling or display of deep distress. It's an unhappy feeling. It's a sad feeling. It's a dejected and re, uh, regret. It's a feeling of de, uh, depression. And the word tells us that it added none of those things. It doesn't add unhappiness. It doesn't add regret. It does not add depression. It does not add sadness. Hallelujah. It does not add disappointment from ourselves or someone else that's done something to us. Not when it's the blessing from the Lord, which is Proverbs 10 and 22. It maketh rich. Rich meaning is abundantly. Remember that. And addeth no sorrow with it. And it is anything that we have prayed previously or mentioned previously to the Lord. Now let's go on um, and stay in that same vein of um, God adding, uh, making us rich and adding no sorrow. Let's go to Psalms 62 and 10. Okay. Psalm 62 and 10 says, and I love the King James Version. This is the version that I use. Um, and I've always stated, I think I've been on Blog Talk, wow, since for about four years now. Now, And I've always shared that whatever version is comfortable for you to understand the word of God is fine. Just make sure it doesn't take away from the content of what the writer is writing. So if you're using a version other than King James Version and it still says the content of what the writer is writing, that's fine. I, I've never had a problem with um, the uh, New Living Translation or the New International Version or the ESL. I think that's an easy, uh, easy speaking language. And actually some of those I really like because they just it's just clear. You know, it's clear. It's just I was born again with King James Version. However, if you prefer to use a different version, that's absolutely okay. Don't allow anybody to reign on that parade that you have using another version as long as it does not take away from the content of what the writer is writing. So we're going to go to uh, Psalm 62 and 10, which says, Trust not in oppression and, be, and become not vain in robbery. This is the second part that I'm uh, that I'm reading. If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. Why? Because we know that it is God that gives us strength to get wealth and not ourselves. So therefore, if we're setting our heart upon the riches that God has blessed us with, there's a scripture that says money, there's a couple of scriptures. Money uh, is a tool. And a tool is something that you use to build. And then there's a scripture that says um, that the love of money is the root of all evil. And this scripture, Psalm 62 and 10, the B, the B portion, if our riches increase, don't set our heart upon them. Why? Because in loving riches, um, the Bible says the love of money, the love comes from the heart. Love doesn't come from the mind. The mind is an understanding. 
The mind has thoughts. The heart has the feelings. So if you set your heart or if you're in love with money, the Bible t- tells us clearly here, do not set your heart upon them when and if our riches increase. Because if you do, then you'll fall into when uh, your heart loving money. Let me get that. Um, it speaks about uh, heart not loving money. Hold on one second. Um, the love of money is the root of all evil. Love of money is the root, King James Version. Okay. Um, so this is First Timothy 6 and 10. It states, for the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted, and coveted means I want it, I got to have it. I want it, you know, like the Bible speaks about not to covet your neighbor's wife. Got to have her, want her, Lord have mercy, or husband, the Bible speaks about wife, you know, going to do anything to get it, which while some covet after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Now, remember in uh, Proverbs 10 and 22, the Bible says that when God makes us rich, it added no sorrow. But when we get into it, when we put our hearts in it, what the Bible says, First Timothy 6 and 10, is going to pierce that person through with many sorrows, the love of money, not having money. When God brought that word to me, he brought that word to me stating that uh, God maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. I know there's a lot of adverse thoughts talk, and feelings on Christians having money. And I have an issue with that because the world walks around blinged out. They walk around, and and I'm not coming against them. I'm just doing a parallel, um, which is a side-by-side observation. It's okay for the world to have money. It's okay for the gangbangers to have money. It's okay for those that are swinging and, and I know I'm on uh, Blog Talk Radio. I'm on a Christian show. My show is a Christian show. My show is also a show of truth and reality. Since last I've been on the show, I've grown so much. God has grown me so much, and I'm grateful. So, you know, therefore, it, it's almost like the world is supposed to have money. The world is supposed to have a nice car. The world and the, and those that are not serving God are supposed to live in fancy houses, drive fancy clothes, and it's just a given. That's how it's supposed to be. But that's backwards because we serve a living and a true God. We serve a God that has created all things. Heaven and earth belong to him. So in actuality, the wealth is supposed to be for the saints. We're supposed to have nice cars. We're supposed to dress nice. We're supposed to look nice. We're supposed to live in the nicest of places, in the nicest of neighborhoods. We're supposed to have the best jobs. We're supposed to have that. So I take I take issue with people coming against Christians and saints talking about money. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm not talking about money. The Bible is talking about money. I'm not talking about money. The word of God is talking about money. I'm not talking about money. Those that wrote the word of God, uh, they're talking about money. Danielle is not talking about money. What Danielle is doing, I am teaching what the word says about money. And the word that came to me from Father God, which sits, sits up high and looks down low and sees and knows all things, the Bible says in Proverbs 10 and 22 that God, God Almighty, God maketh rich and has no sorrow. I'm not saying it. The Bible is saying it. The Bible says that in Psalms 62, verse 10, and the B portion, if our riches increase, not to set our heart upon them. The Bible tells me in 1 Timothy 6 and 10, for the love of money, not money, There's a word in between for the money. There's a word in between that that is detrimental to your heart, your life, my heart, and my life. For the love of money is the root of all evil. 
It's the root. It's that thing that's down there that brings everything else up. When you put an orange or you put a seed in the ground, it grows roots. And the root may shoot to the left, may shoot to the right. The roots go in different directions. God, I thank you. And it says, for the love of money is the root of all evil. That evil could go to stealing money from your mama. The root could go stealing money from your daddy. The root could go stealing money from your kids. The root could go stealing money from a bank. The love of money is the root of all evil, which while some have coveted over, they've done everything and anything they could do to get it, have erred from the faith, which is in God. God make it rich and have pierced themselves. Now, don't go to, I'm thinking about that pierced work. And what God has given me, a woman of vision, is when the samurai warriors are, are those, uh, are those uh, spies that have to kill themselves because they've gotten caught and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Them themselves have pierced. That's like suicide. Because God Almighty. We know suicide, suicide is death, is another form of death. So when you're loving money, you're actually killing yourself. You're actually piercing yourself with many shots. And when a samurai warrior or a spy is caught and they pierce themselves, they kill themselves, that's what you're doing. When you love money, not just having it, but when you love it, the Bible is not Jesus, not against us having money, not by any means. He says in his word that money is a tool that builds. Let me give that. Let, let, let me find that for you. To let you know that I am not teaching this from the top of my head, but it's actually in the word of God. Okay, hold on. Okay, hold on, hold on. Uh, money is, okay, here we go. Ecclesiastics, Ecclesiastics, 7 and 12. Let's go to the King James Version. I appreciate God for his word. For wisdom is a defense, and money is a defense. But the excellency of knowledge is the wisdom giveth life to them that have it. Okay, so money is also a defense. Money is a defense for me getting my lights turned off. Money defends the car told people from come towing my car. Money defends me from being out in the element and having shoes on. Money defends my body from the snow, and I'm able to buy a coat. Money defends is a defense. Just the love of money is the root of all evil. So I'm going to stay on the topic and let the Holy Ghost have his way in my life. Proverbs 10 and 22, God maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. And then I went to Psalm 62 and 10, when and if God, if our money increases, which we know comes from God, do not set your heart upon it. Because in Proverbs, it'll say, or First Timothy will say, when you set your heart, which is love, upon money, there go them roots. Them roots, doggone it, will have you stealing money from everybody, from stealing money from your baby's piggy bank. Now, that's bad. And then you're going to pierce yourself with many sorrows after you stole all that money because you got the love of money in your heart and it just grew all them roots. You're going to sit around like, I wish I had never. Lord, help me. Don't start. We'll truly need deliverance and ask God to help you. You know, from those sorrows that you're going to feel for loving money. God is not against us having money. He's against money having us. Let's go to Deuteronomy 8 and 18. Deuteronomy 8 and, excuse me, 18 states. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he. Woo, Jesus. It is God that giveth the power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy father. As it is this day, as it is today. Okay, let me do, let me go and read nineteen. And it and it shall okay, and it shall be if thou do it all 
and put my glasses on. Y'all don't understand. Getting older is a blessing. That's what I'm going to say. I used to say something else. I ain't going to say that. Let me see how much time I have. I need to tell you the time. Getting older is um, it's a blessing. Lord, have mercy. I thank God for getting older. Okay. And it shall be, if thou do it all, forget the Lord thy God, and walk after other gods, small gods, and serve them, and worship them. The Bible says, I testify against you this day that ye shall surely perish. And that's First Timothy 6 and 10. If we set, if, if our heart is set upon money, then surely there are going to be sorrows. The Bible says, surely we shall perish. And that's, again, First Timothy 6 and 10. However, Deuteronomy 8 and 18, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, and a covenant is an agreement, that he may establish his agreement, which he swear unto our fathers, as it is this day. And I'm reminded of a very prominent pastor, Bishop Kitty Jakes. I give honor, glory, and uh, just I thank God for Bishop Jakes. The word says, he always brings the words out, brings the word out and says, I swear, this is God saying, I swear I'm going to bless you. Let me get it. Let me get the scripture. I like to stay in the word. When I teach the word, when I speak the word, I like to go from the, the verse and text. He says, I swear I am going to bless you. Okay, so let's go to that scripture. Let's see, where am I? Uh, let's see, if my time was up, it let me know. So let's go. Uh, okay, Hebrews 3, I'm sorry, Hebrews 6, 13 through 16 states, For when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely, blessings I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured Abraham, he obtained the promise, the covenant. For men, for men verily swear by the greater, and an oath for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. So Hebrews 6 and 13, for when God made a promise to Abraham, which is the same covenant, the same promise that he's making in Deuteronomy, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, and he said, saying, surely blessing I will bless thee, and multiplying I will multiply thee. So let's go to Deuteronomy 8 and 18. Uh, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth the power to get wealth, that he may establish his co uh, covenant or his promise or his agreement, which he swear unto thy fathers, as it is this day. One of the fathers is Abraham. Abraham is a father of faith. And when God spoke to Abraham, God told Abraham that his seed would be greater than the sands of the earth. So when Deuteronomy is talking about his fathers, he's talking about Abraham. One of the fathers is Abraham. And in uh, Hebrews 6, Lord have mercy, excuse me, in verse 13, for when God promised, made a promise to Abraham, Deuteronomy 8, and, um, 8 and 13, hold on, let me keep it together. 8 and 18 says that, um, that he swear unto our fathers, which was Abraham, that he's going to bless us. He says, surely blessings, I will bless thee, and multiplying, I will multiply thee, which is the it. It is whatever we need. It could be money. It could be, and that was what God was sharing with me today on Proverbs 10 and 22, the Holy Ghost. God maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. And there again, rich is an abundance uh, of things. Rich is not just uh, wealth. However, rich is also wealth, okay? So riches can be wealth, it can be health, it can be happiness, it can be relationships. Riches is having a great deal of money or assets or wealthy. Rich also means plentiful and abundant, ample, copious. Copious means many. Copious means a lot. Abundant in supply or quantity. That's what rich means. Okay, let me find my show here. 
Lord have mercy, Jesus. God is so good. Where we at? I got 25 seconds. The show always lets me know. It's been, what, maybe three or four years, two years since I've been with you guys. And it is so good to teach the word of God. I tell you, I feel um, edified in edifying you. And the fact that the Holy Ghost brought that up in my spirit, that God make it rich and addeth no sorrow, is a true um, testament and a true, what's the word that I want to use? Um, oh, when God um, does something and he does it again, uh, oh, goodness, Satan, the blood of Jesus is against you. Give myself that. Um, it is a, thank you, Lord. It's an agreement. It's an agreement. When the Holy Ghost says something and it's in the word, um, confirmation, that's, that's the word. It's a confirmation when the Holy Ghost speaks that it's going to be done. That it's already been done, and it's going to be manifested. That's one thing that we don't talk a lot about. We talk a lot about it's going to be done or it's already done, which is of a true of a surety, because Jesus said, um, he spoke a word and said that it is finished. So everything that God is going to do has already been done. Now what we need is manifestation of the it is finished, and I'll teach that at another time because that is not what God has given me, and I'm not going to get out of the vein that God has put me in, because the flow is flowing in that vein. The word of God, God make it rich and as no suffer. Let us not set our hearts upon it when our riches increase. For when we do, First Timothy, we pierce ourselves through with many sorrows. Glory to God, piercing yourself through with the samurai warrior, we, uh, uh, we commit, um, what is it? Uh, suicide. We kill ourselves by setting our heart upon it. Um, it is God that gives us strength to get wealth or gives us power. Power is the ability to do something. God, I thank you. Let me get the definition. Y'all don't understand. I love teaching the word of God. It is what I do. Um, so defining uh, power is the ability to do something. Power, the ability to do something or act in a particular way, especially as a faculty or quality. Power also means the capacity or ability to direct or influence the behavior of others or the course of events. Power is a supply with a mechanical or electrical energy, and that's not the one. Number one, it's a noun. Power is the ability to do something. God gives his people power to get wealth, to do something, to act in a particular way, to be a CEO over a company, to be an entrepreneur. This is the acting part. To be a CEO, to be an entrepreneur, uh, to be a teacher. It's the power to act in a particular way. So God gives us power to get wealth. That's in Deuteronomy 8 and 18. And then I have 1 Samuel 2 and 7. Let's go to that scripture. I love the word of God. I thank God for saving me, bringing me out of darkness into his marvelous light. Truly God is a faithful God. He's faithful. He's faithful. When other people disappoint you and let you down, when you disappoint and let yourself down, um, God will never disappoint us. He'll never let you down. He'll never let you go. As long as he knows your heart is bent toward God. I'm reminded of David. The Bible says that David, God found a man after his own heart. And even though David did adverse discretion, he uh, not discretion, he did adverse things. And he got himself, he disappointed himself, I'm sure, you know. Uh, by leaning on his flesh. But God was faithful and just to forgive David and to hold on to David. So God is looking at the heart of a matter. And even though those of us who are David that are serving God, I'm talking about serving God, I'm not talking about outside of God. Because if and when you're outside of God, you have no promises, you have no protection, you have nothing from God except Get saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, and fire baptized. That's the only word you get from God is junk. Repent 
and be baptized. That's it if you're outside of God. Now, if you're in God, God is faithful and just to forgive us of our transgressions and cleanse our land because our hearts are not in it. And God said he found a man after his own heart, which was David. And David, David, uh, the sin David did was just, you know, it, there's no big sin and a little sin. But for him to have killed a woman's husband, you know, to get rid of him because of what he had did, that's murder. And, you know, um, the Bible says that a murderer and a thief and those other types of people won't enter in. But God had, uh, God had mercy and grace on David. So as long as your heart is not in it and, and, and your heart is not of it, but you have a repentful heart, you have a heart toward God, you have a heart to please God, to trust God, to walk after God, to listen to God, to obey God, to do the things that God has called you to do. As long as your heart is toward God and not toward mankind or not toward your spouse, God can and will forgive you. First Samuel 2 and 7 states, they that were full have hired out themselves for bread. And they that were hungry ceased, so that the barren hath borne seven, and she that hath, oh, I'm reading wrong. Okay. Y'all got to help me. <laughs> I've turned like three or four years older. Oh, my gosh. And getting older is a blessing. It's a challenge. I'm going to be honest. For those of you that have gotten three and four and five years older, it is a challenge. Because now we have to live in this new this new body, this new system, this, these new years that we have acquired that we've never lived in before. I know how to be 19 because I've lived 19 before. I know how to be 25. I've been 25 before. I don't know how to be the age that I am right now. So, you know, it's a challenge. And as long as we don't give up on ourselves, God will not give up on us. And so that's what I thank God for as well. He will not give up on us. Okay. First Samuel 2 is that. The Lord maketh poor, and maketh rich, and maketh rich. He bringeth low, and he lifteth up. He raiseth up the poor out of the dust. He lifteth up the beggar from the dunghill, to set them among princes, and to make them inherit the throne of glory. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord, and he hath set the world upon them. I'm going to say that again. For the pillars of the earth are the Lord's. The fullness of the earth and they that dwell within belong to God. So whenever God blesses us, whenever God increases our wealth, increases our riches, increases our influence, please let us not forget that it was God that has done this thing and not we ourselves. And he did it that he may be glorified amongst the people. He did it for his covenant. He did it for his kingdom. He did it because he promised Abraham, surely I'm going to bless you and your seed. And Abraham's seed is more than the sands of the earth. This is a covenant from God. This is a promise from God. God doesn't just promise us heaven. God doesn't just promise us walking on streets of gold. God doesn't just promise us, God, thank you, um, that we're going to make it into heaven. And when we stand before Jesus and God, he's going to say, enter thou into my rest, thou good and faithful servant. God did not just promise us that. He's, all, he's also promised us wealth and riches. Just when we have it, saints, when we get it, when God gives us the power and the ability to acquire it and to do it, don't set your heart upon it. Don't set your feelings and your emotions upon the wealth. Because just like he gave it, he can take it away. He said, I'll have no other God before me. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. And people have made wealth and riches out of God. They've made their wealth and their riches their God. They've made their bling bling their God. They made their houses and their cars and their clothes their God. And God said, I'll have no other God before me. So just like he gave it to us, he can also take it away. And I'd rather keep it. I'd rather God add and surely multiply it unto me. 
because of his covenant, because of the promise, because of the kingdom of God, because money is a tool. Money, glory to God, is a tool. Let me find that. And money is a defense. It, it defends us. It takes care of us. It watches over us. Uh, hold on one second, one second, one second. Uh, okay. Defense. Uh, okay. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Okay. Right at this particular moment. Uh, okay. I cannot find it. Hold on one second. Um, money is a defense. It 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 defends us there again from our lights being turned off, from our ga- from our gas. Let me calm down. This happens timing um, when our our um, our food our shortage on our food um, money is a defense for those things. When we need to buy toothpaste and and we need to buy clothes and we need to get pampers and milk for the baby. Money, defense, glory to God, our children from not having food. Money defends our babies from not going to bed without eating. Money is a defense. <coughs> Just don't set your heart upon it. Excuse me. And for those of you in God and outside of God that feel like, uh, the poorer you are, the closer you are to God. That is a myth. That is not reality because God clearly shows us here that God maketh rich and addeth no sorrow. I've got 13 minutes left. Um, call in. Guest calling number is 516-387-1994. Um, if you have a praise report, if you have a prayer request, uh, please call in and share. Um, I also take advertisements, so for those of you that are wanting to advertise your business, your services, uh, please call in and or I can be reached at, um, let's see here, what do I want to do? Send me an email to Blog Talk Radio, the good news of the glorious gospel. I will get your email request on wanting to do a promotion for your business, your services, um, your service. If you are a pastor and you have an event coming up, you have a conference, if you have a, um, a revival coming up, and you want the world wide web, you want the people that listen to the good news of glorious gospel of the glorious gospel to hear and know of your conference uh of your revival. Do send me an email and share it with me and I will be absolutely delighted to put it on the radio and we can discuss the particulars at that time. Um there again I thank you guys so much for listening in. I have like eleven minutes left. Um, for listening in and tuning in. Next Teaching Tuesday will be in December. Um, I also want to share the businesses that God has given me for those of you that may be in need of a nonprofit 501c3 tax exempt for your organization, your small business. If God has given you um, something to help the less fortunate and you want to have grants, and donations, you um, you know, you're t- not tired of it, but you want to do it a better way as far as money is concerned and the things that you have for um, the mission and the vision that God has given you. Um, our organization does 501c3s, <clears throat> excuse me, in all 50 states. Um, we also do donation request letters. So there again, send me an email uh, to Blog Talk Radio, the good news of the glorious gospel, and we'll be delighted to speak with you regarding the particulars. God has also given me another way um, in getting the word of God out to the masses. It's called A Woman of Vision Design, and I now have a, a Christian gospel 
clothing store or clothing business, and I've started out with T-shirts. So, therefore, if God has given you a slogan, a Christian slogan, and you want to uh, get it out amongst the masses via a T-shirt, send me an email, the good news of the glorious gospel, and I also have T-shirts as well. Uh, slogans are Christian verbiage. My one that I started with, I have a whole folder, God is, and I say I, and I don't say I with it being arrogant. I'm not going to say I with it being snooty or snobbish. I hear that. But I'm also going to use the word I in what God has given me. The enemy sometimes fights those of us that have come from a place uh, with using the word I and saying me and my and causes us to try to feel guilty. <clears throat> Ooh, I feel God. Hang on one second. Hold on. <clears throat> Tries to get us to feel um, bad about using the word I, me, and mine, or me and, and what, you know, the, the, the uh, personal, the singular verbiage of I, when a lot of times the word I is absolutely needed to be said. And the I is not being said out of being arrogant, snobbish, snooty, or, uh, or a thought of higher than anybody else. But the I is God has given me the good news of the glorious gospel to teach a word of God to the masses. God has given me a clothing, a Christian clothing T-shirt business for the greater good of uh, the kingdom of God. God has given me a business to assist others in their business. Um, God has given me a business to grow other businesses. So when I say I or when I say me and mine, I can still feel the enemy sitting trying to rest heavily upon my, my, my brow. And I just loose that hold right now. I, 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 I release that from my life. When God has brought some of us from low self-esteem and lack of courage and lack of confidence, and God has given us strength and confidence, and God has told us to cast not away our confidence, for in it is great recompense of reward. And when we use the word I, there the enemy is trying to set upon us and make us feel guilty and bad that we're using the word I because of where God has brought us from and where God is taking us to. Well, I I want to encourage you as well as I encourage myself. I will use the word I when I need to. I am going to use the word me and mine when I need to. And I will not feel guilty about it. I will not apologize for it. I will not feel sad and disappointed and discouraged about using the word I. Because God told me to cast not away my confidence. He didn't say cast not away my neighbor's confidence. He didn't say cast not away, glory to God, my spouse's confidence. He didn't say cast not away my pastor, preacher, leader, glory to God, overseer's confidence. For he had a great recompense of reward. God told me to cast not away my confidence, for in it is great recompense of reward. So I encourage those of you that God has brought out of darkness and into his marvelous light to cast not away your confidence, for in it is great recompense of reward. God, I thank you. We know that in the word of God is yea, yea, and amen. And God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. So I will be using the word I when it's necessary. With the power and the authority that comes with the confidence that brings a reward. God is good. 501c3s, tax exempt statuses, email me and let me know. Um, a woman of vision design, email me and let me know um, if I can assist you with your t-shirt business. Uh Let's see what else is going on. We have Thanksgiving coming up this Thursday. Um, I pray that your Thanksgiving be filled with thankfulness, thankfulness. Even if you're not around a table with family or if you're around a table and a couple of cheers are not filled, you've lost some family members this year. I still pray that you find something 
to be thankful for on this Thanksgiving. I know I woke up this morning and I was thankful for God's grace. I woke up this morning and I wasn't even really, really, really tuned in about it. And I was thanking God for my voice box, for, for my for my um for my voice. Um for my um not voice, well yeah, my voice my uh voice, you know, that I could speak. My voice, what is this? The voice right here in the throat. Y'all can't see me, but y'all may know. Y'all have vision, y'all know. Right here. And how some people, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> they don't have that. For whatever reason, they've lost their voice box. And I wasn't even thinking about my teaching today. God is awesome. But I, I thanked him that I had my voice and that I didn't lose my voice and have a hold. And I'm not coming against anybody. And I'm not throwing shade on anybody. I don't do that. I'm talking about me and the grace and the mercy and the goodness and the gladness that I am toward God and waking me today. That I have my voice. And I don't have to put that apparatus or that device up to my throat to talk and you, and you and people hear me. But I can talk using the voice that God has given me. So I thank God for that today. And I pray that those of you that are listening and will tune in in the next couple of days, in the next week, in the next month, because my shows are archived. So if you desire to tune in later, absolutely um, do so. And I pray that it blesses you. Uh, but I find that you, I pray that you find something to be thankful for this Thursday. Even if you've lost someone, even if things are not going so well, you know, for you on that day, I'm going to share with you uh, just a little bit about something that took place in my life on Saturday. This past Saturday, I had a car accident and a big else 750. I've never even heard of a 750. I've heard of 18 wheelers. I have not ever heard of a 750. It was a big old enormous truck hit me from behind. And, you know, I was, I was talking to God and I was thanking God that at that moment, I wasn't thinking any adverse thoughts. I'm going to just be honest with you. I'm going to be transparent with you right about now. I wasn't thinking any bad thoughts about anybody in the Bible. If the Bible tells us what to think on, it's telling us what to think on because maybe we don't. That's why it's telling us what to do because sometimes we don't. So I was thanking God that I wasn't thinking any ill will toward anybody. I didn't have any bad thoughts in my heart or my mind when I got hit. I was just quietly, you know, just being quiet. And the car rammed into the back of my car, and my head, you know, hit the the uh, headboard, uh, head deal in my car. And um, no really, really bad, no broken bones, you know, no no real bad issues. And, I, you know, I thank God for that. Uh because it could have really been bad, and he, and the car hit me on the driver's side. I could have went through the window. I could have been pushed into the steering wheel. I mean, all all kind of adverse things could have happened, but it didn't. And I thank God for that. <clears throat> so this Thursday, I'm asking that you all that are listening, that may tune in before this Thanksgiving, to be thankful to God, and and not only that, um, when I was in the midst of family, <clears throat> excuse me, one tradition that I had was that each one of us speak on something that we were thankful for, and that thank- thankfulness was unto God. It wasn't unto man, but I would have us, and uh, I would have us speak, each one, to say one thing that we're thankful about. And I'm asking you guys uh, to maybe to maybe adopt that, adopt that that way or that event on Thanksgiving Day. To have you and your family, if you're sitting down, that's great. Before you eat all that fabulous, wonderful food, y'all don't even understand. I love good food. I ain't gonna go there. And uh, <laughs> that you all speak one thing that you're thankful of. Say it out loud. You know, change the atmosphere. 
even if someone is missing, even if everything is not like you want it to be, even if you have uh, disconnect notices, even if you don't have your car with you currently because it was in a wreck, even, you know, whatever the even is, find something to be thankful for. I have a few minutes left. There again, I want to appreciate you all for listening in. Remember the message today. God maketh rich and adds no sorrow, Proverbs 10 and 22. And then um, Psalm 62 and 10, when God, uh, when our riches increase, set not your heart upon it. God bless you. I thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, we will talk next Teaching Tuesday. Until then, be blessed to be a blessing. This is First Lady, Pastor, Preacher, Evangelist, Teacher, Student of the Word of God, Danielle. God bless you. Bye-bye.